Part of the glory of building a business comes from leaving a legacy to ensure your business continues thriving into the future. Have you asked yourself lately, what is your plan? Forming a personalized business succession plan is essential to know the passion you put into your business will carry on. Nick Tabor at Westpac Wealth is here to help you navigate all your business succession and retirement planning needs. Give Nick a call at 728-6699 and keep the spirit of possibility vibrant while making your future more tax efficient with a personalized business succession and retirement plan for you. Finishes the year eight and five. Uh, got Coach Chalk with us, and Coach. Now you've had a few days to uh, to sort of process the end of the season in your in your head. Uh, uh, it's maybe some of your final thoughts as uh, Montana looks forward to signing day next. Sure, thanks, Tabes. A um, lot of great stuff this season. Um, incredibly good at times, and then and then not as good a few times too. So, um, really proud of this team. They they competed hard. Um, they played really hard every time out. I mean, every single time out. So, um, looking back on the season a little bit, um, really enjoyed it. Enjoyed being around them. As I've said, you guys are probably tired of me, uh, saying it, but I'm going to say it one more time. Really, really enjoyed this team a lot. Um, you know, I thought playing four of the top five teams in the country on the road over a seven week period was a little bit extreme and and i think that took a took its toll on us a little bit um beyond that you know it was a good year and and uh i i enjoyed it questions bobby if you could describe this year and this team in one word what would it be and why uh competitive Oh, and why? Well, that's not one word. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, probably go back to what I just said. They, they went out and they they were they competed hard every time out. I mean, it, it's it's rewarding as a football guy to watch these guys play and the way they approach the way they approach the preparation, the way they play the game, the way they compete. It's it's rewarding. Bobby, when you talk about just the playing that many teams in that stretch, some of the top teams in the country, a lot of playoff teams, um, did you ever experience anything like that before in any past coaching seasons? Like, I guess, could, was there anything to compare it to, or was that kind of a unique experience? That was unique. I don't, I've don't. i been actually thinking about that a little bit over the years. I don't ever remember a, a stretch like that ever. I mean, that's the way it goes. Um, there's not much you can – I mean, there's nothing you can do about it, but it's it's what you're faced with, and you have to – you have to go win them. Some of them we didn't. How did this year and the way it finished compare to your expectations before the season began? Well, I don't really have any before the season. I expect to play the next game and, and win it. Um, you know, big picture. I, I expect to win them all every year. You mentioned that you did have times when it was incredibly good. When it was incredibly good, what were, what were the Montana Grizzlies doing well? I think playing – well in all three phases um winning doing you know running the ball stopping the run winning the turnover battle all those things playing good in the special teams playing well in the special teams um yeah when we're doing that we're hard to beat and, and just on the other side of the coin what would, how would you describe when you when it wasn't going as well as maybe you expected or wanted well it's exactly the opposite you know not not stopping the run not, not running the ball well enough um 
not generating enough points or first downs, not getting off the field on third down. I mean, it's all the, the usual suspects. You guys were picked to win the league this year. So um, do you think that affected the mentality of the team coming into the year at all or during the year? Uh, I hope not. You know, I, I don't – I wouldn't think so. As I said, we're kind of week to week. So I hope not. And then when the season comes to an end, what are some of the first few postseason tasks you're taking care of or what's your schedule kind of look like on a daily as you transition over? Well, you get immediately into recruiting. we got a signing day coming up in a, in two weeks from Wednesday. Uh, we've got uh, finals week next week, so we've got we've to get ourselves back in line academically and compete for grades next week because that's obviously a, important in this program. So recruiting, school, um, for the guys that are coming back, um, get them freshened up, get ready, get ready to go train. And then when you mentioned recruiting, the way the transfer portal is these days, do you have to do any of that in-house? Does it kind of change the way that you guys do your recruiting? Uh, in-house meaning? Like having conversations with the guys about how they're feeling about you know sticking with the program. Uh, you know, there's a lot of different philosophy on that, but I'm kind of, if you don't want to be here, get out. We've got a great place and a great team, and it's a special deal. So if it's not for you, good. We'll get guys in here that, that want to be. When it comes to kind of, you know, attacking the, the portal or recruiting. When I say I, that, I haven't had any conversations with anybody on our team today. So that's good. Sorry, Sean. When it comes to kind of the board and seeing like what you might need in certain position groups, are there, are there certain uh, groups that come to mind as far as that's where we're going to look for in the portal? Uh, not really. Just kind of. Good play. The more good players you have on your team, the better you're going to be, as always. When you look back on the year, you obviously mentioned some of the things that you didn't do well. How do you improve upon some of those areas moving forward when you take more of a, you know, bigger look at it? Yeah, pra pra practice. That's how you improve. Practice. Get better at football by playing it. Um, and then, what's the the process or timeline as far as maybe talking with other coaches and talking with staff as far as who is coming back or if you're, you know, retaining other coaches? Um, I don't know. That's not for you guys. That's for me and my staff. Throughout this year, Bobby, you had some young guys kind of step up into roles. So it's like, on, you know, on paper next year, you got four offensive linemen who will be back. You know, some guys step into roles like you have, like your Aaron Fonts of the world, like some of these other guys, Henry Nooses. Um, when you look at them and their development this year, how much excitement does that give you knowing that there are some kind of key players who will come back as – like you've always said, college, you always lose guys, but you have some, you know, talented guys who kind of showed out a little bit this year too. Yeah, well, like you and I talked yesterday, it's the circle of the calendar in college football. Um, I am always excited about what's going on here, and I'm excited about our, uh, you know, as disappointed as I am with seeing our, our seniors' eligibility be up, I'm excited about the guys that we'll recruit, and I'm excited about the guys we have coming back, so... As I said, these guys have worked awfully hard. They've gone hard, really hard, since you know the end of May, and they need to get refreshed. But our our group will be excited to get going in January. And then when you do your recruiting, do you do it to find guys who best fit your scheme, or do you just get the best talent and then try to fit build the scheme you know around what they do best? Well, a little of both, you know. And there's there's a little of both of that. I mean, guys that can run and jump and change direction and are athletic or you, you can those are good guys to coach
Coach, you mentioned seeing, what, three, four, five of the top teams in the country. What did you learn from seeing those teams? What's the gap between Montana and those teams? Um, well, it depends on the game, you know. So that that's a little bit broad if you could – point that down a little for me I'd... well I guess to start with last week then uh, North Dakota State I mean obviously the the team that has won it all nine out of the last 10 years so um what do you think they have that's maybe different than everybody else well they're really really good up front and you know that it, we gave up four big runs in that game I watched the film can't do that um but beyond that it's not that far apart I mean watching the film I'm I'm encouraged watching it, frankly. But does that give you optimism moving forward, just that you, you feel like you are close? Yeah. I mean, you know me. I'm pretty optimistic, generally speaking. But, uh, yeah, I think we have a good team. I think we have a good team coming back, as Kyle uh, alluded to. In terms of the fronts, uh, how would you evaluate your fronts this year, and, and how close are you on that uh, element of football? I think we're good up front. And I, they're young um, on both sides, so. A lot of guys coming back on both sides of the ball up front. I think they can, they can uh, certainly com- compete with anybody we play. How has the the portal maybe changed from when it first kind of got going to now? I imagine there's like just obviously more people. And what have you learned as far as having to navigate that as a staff? Well, in terms of the the transfer portal is just a clearinghouse where people declare they're transferring. So it's just it's an, it's an information site. Um, the way, one of the ways it's changed is there's no, um, ineligibility in terms of transferring. You don't have to sit. That's the main way it's changed. Um, so somebody said to me the, the, uh, the, the three most populous places in America are LA, New York, and the transfer portal. So (laughs) that was today's conversation. Um, but it's a piece of it. it. it's not that different than than JC recruiting 25 years ago. I mean, you're going to go uh, fill needs that you don't think your freshman can answer, or you know, you get guys flunk out of school or leave or whatever. Then you probably fill it with with more veteran kids. Um, yeah, it is what it is. I mean, it's changed, but it. There's more guys available, I guess, to transfer. You don't have to just look at the junior colleges. There's a lot of things that make Montana great, from the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the West. But what really makes this place special is you. Our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank, our passion is helping folks do just that. Together, we can make a good thing even better. Opportunity Bank of Montana. Stop by and see us or visit us online. Member FDIC. When it comes to your quarterback position, you lose a, a seventh-year guy, veteran guy there. So uh, how would you evaluate that moving forward? Will you guys seek out more transfers at, at quarterback? Uh, yeah, I think we're always in the market. Probably f- we've, We probably are always in the market year in, year out. That's the nature of that position, it seems like, nationally. Um, so I think we're like everybody else. Yeah. We've talked about it so much throughout this last year, just how you kind of identified guys that you thought would fit into your program first and foremost, coming out of the portal. And now that this season's all said and done, how do you think those guys, you know, the Justin Fords of the world fit in? Well, you know, our, our, 
our biggest piece, you know, when we recruit freshmen, I'm backtracking on you a little bit, but when we recruit freshmen, we feel like we're we're recruiting kids that we can mold, and they're you know they're high school kids. We're going to mold them into Montana Grizzlies and develop them into good young men that are going to be successful. The transfer piece, maybe the most critical element, is are they our kind of guy? Because they have to be able to be willing to put the team first. They have to be willing to be coached hard. They have to be able to. Um, be our kind of guy in terms of work ethic and all those things because they're not they're not seniors in high school they're they're guys that are n- some way in some ways nearing the end of their college career so they have to be able to immerse themselves in the program so they have to be wired the right way probably the critical the critical piece with the transfers can you guys hear my phone buzzing it's crazy it's been all day. I haven't caught, I mean, since we sat down here, there's six texts on that one and two on this one and three calls. It's wild. Uh, schematically, what will you evaluate in, in this offseason moving forward? Well, we'll do what we always do. We'll evaluate personnel. We'll evaluate scheme. Um, we'll evaluate how opponents were attacking us. Um, all of that. I mean, that's what we once, – once we get done with recruiting, that's what we do between now and I mean with the pause for spring practice that's what we do between now and and May defensively uh, both Montana State and North Dakota State ran similar things to similar success in the run game how much will you look at at that element of it what do you need what do you guys need to improve run defense wise yeah um well they weren't all that similar um the, the quarterback run game in the rivalry game was was uh where we fell down, um, the big play on the A-gap power and the cutback uh, on the zone against North Dakota State, that's just we made some bad plays and some bad calls there. We, we're okay in that one. It's, it's the earlier one that was a problem. We've got to fix that. And then you mentioned getting you know more veteran um, guys coming in to fill roles that you need. On the flip side of that, do you feel like there's any um, downside to those guys having not, you know, come up through your program and built with you? How do you look at that? Well, it's a, sort of what I was talking about a second ago. You got to get the right guys. So th- there's really no downside if you have the right guy. Um, it's an age-old debate, coaching and recruiting. You know, it's been going on since since I started coaching. You know, how much of that do you do? I mean, there are teams and. There are teams, there are Division One football teams that take no high school kids at, at this juncture. I, I think that's outlandish, but there are people that are doing it that way. Um, we're not going to be that way. Um, but, you know, we, we, we'll, the way things have changed, and I'm going back to Sean's question, the way things have changed with all these new rules is you are now not recruiting generally speaking, across the landscape of college football, all of us, you're not recruiting for the future. You're recruiting for, to put a team on the field next August. That's it. That's the, that's the situation we've all been placed in. And the next follow-up question should be, do I like it? And the answer is no, but that's, that's irrelevant. 
such an interesting point, right? Because it's bigger than all of us, right? So it doesn't really matter if you like it. Or yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if I like it or want it to be different. It's not going to be. And so either figure it out and adapt like you do in any situation and professionally or in life or you, you fail. And we're just not going to fail around here. You mentioned to some of these guys after the game in, in Fargo that uh, this was your favorite team you've ever coached. Why is that? Oh. Just who they are, um, how much they care about Montana, um, what they're willing to do uh, for each other and, and for Grizzly football. I mean, without blanking an eye, I mean, they're just unbelievably um, bought in, competitive. And then when you couple that with the fact they're – great dudes like good to be around every day um and they're just this a special group and i've been around some really awesome teams that i love dearly but this group's special do you hope that uh, some of those selfless characteristics have been have been passed on from the guys that are on their way out the door to some of the younger guys in the program yeah i do in fact i kind of count on that What's the number one goal for Montana uh, moving forward now into this offseason? Well, I mean, you go through a – you can go through the calendar. What's your goal today may not be the goal in February. I mean, the goal today is to to go out and, and recruit well. Uh, the goal for the players currently in the program is to have a good finals week. The goal for January is to come back, make sure everybody's ready to roll, and then have a good off season. And then it'll be spring ball, and then it'll be spring recruiting, and then it'll be summer training. That's that's the year. Last one here. Uh, college football is just so crazy right now, just with everything going on. How would you evaluate the Big Sky Conference, the FCS, and where Montana fits into both the conference and the national landscape? That's such a loaded question. I mean, I have no, no idea. You know, there, it's hard to project. Um, it's really hard to project. You can't – everything's going to trickle down, right? So I have no idea. I don't know. I mean, I have thoughts on it, but they're all just random meanderings through my head. It's nothing – nothing. I can't give you anything concrete on that if I wanted to. And maybe I shouldn't say that. I want to. I can't give you anything concrete. <laughs> totally, totally understand. Yeah. In the here and now, though, do you, do you still believe that Montana is a program that can – Dominate the big sky and, and compete for national championships at the FCS level? Sure, why not? I can't think of one reason why not. I mean, we have been. Just got to quit coming up short. What are you most optimistic about <clears throat> with this program moving into next year? Um, oh, I think we got a good nucleus of players coming back that can really play well and compete. It'll be pretty frankly a pretty young team i said i suppose that's it thanks everyone yep blackfoot communications continues to lift up our local entrepreneurs delivering the resources needed to transform ideas into businesses our c2m beta program was founded with the mission to connect local entrepreneurs to more with access to more professional expertise more state-of-the-art technology and more development resources our 12-week program delivers the foundational and modern skills required to transform influential ideas into thriving businesses apply today at goblackfoot.com apply Bye.